Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 195 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So today we're going to be talking about transformation. We're going to be talking about consciousness. We're going to be talking about you. So if you're brand new to this show, we're all about helping you overcome obstacles, defy the odds, you know, get that that little that little uh, monkey off your shoulder that's telling you that you can't do stuff. Help you silence the voices of people trying to put their negative energy on you. That's what we do each and every episode. This is all about you. So I take stories from my past and my experience, match them up with the stories from my guests' past and their experience, and that's all to give you an awakening if you're in need of one, or if you just need that last push to get that thing done that you really want to accomplish. So that's what this show is all about. It's an hour long. I know not not everybody has an hour, but this could be an hour that absolutely changes your life. So make sure you see it all the way through. And if you have no idea who I am, let me introduce myself real quick. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. It starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again all that stuff. I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. Right, so if you're joining me on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you're joining me on the Facebook live streams or on the replay, please like and share the video so we can help spread the word. Because again, you never know who needs to hear this stuff. So please share it with your networks so we can get the word out there. And if you're joining me on the podcast platforms, you can find them on any one of them. Just uh, again, see it all the way through. Give us an honest review. And that's all I ask. All right, so for today's teachable moment, as it just played in my video, I said, you know, my pain was being told I would never run or jump again. I want you to ask yourself truly what is holding you back from whatever it is that you truly want to, because that that is your pain point. So most people have have they struggle running towards what they want, but they have no problems running away from pain. So if we address what that pain point is that will give you the motivation needed to run towards what you actually want. Because when I got that diagnosis that day, you know, this is from a medical professional with decades upon decades of experience in that industry. And when he said that to me, I had, I had options. I was like, I can just deal with that outcome or I can forge my own outcome. Right. So I wasn't going to let that pain hold me back. I took that pain and I let it fuel me to do what was necessary every single day to get back the full use of my my left leg and my left knee. And so that's what I want you to do. Like really identify what is that one thing that's holding me back? And then if you need help piecing, you know, picking up the pieces and piecing together what it is you want to do reach out for someone and help and definitely keep watching this because that's what we're going to talk about today. And so helping me have the conversation is Nancy Claremont Carr. Good. Wait, I usually do this in the morning. I almost said said good morning. Good afternoon. Hey, Robert. How are you? (laughs) I am well. How are you doing? Fantastic and getting better. Thanks. Yep. Awesome. So first, I want to thank you for taking the time to come and share with, with my audience, share your experience and your expertise. So much appreciated. Thanks. I, this is great. I, I love the opportunity to just chat with people about uh, what they can do in life, just like you. That's great. Nice. Love it. So just give a quick overview about what you're going you're gonna to share with us today. I'm going to 
really share with you how anything is possible. And you, you may have heard that, but what I've come to learn is that you can transform anything in your life. And so I'll share with you how I do that with people, some of the fun things that have happened as a result, and you know, maybe some stories that uh, will you can relate to uh, in your own life. Um, and that really everything is about what's within you. So there's really nothing externally that's stopping you ever. It's yes. all about what's inside. Agreed. So what got you started on this journey? Oh, gosh. Uh, from a very young girl, I've been a cheerleader of, of you know, sorts in, for <laughs> other people. Yes. Um, so that's my natural personality to be for people, to, to help people and to do whatever I can do to help them. You know, like from every single thing I ever learned, I go, oh, who can I help that with? I mean, literally grade school, high school. So I used to play teacher, the whole thing. I think, though, the real turning point and uh, thing that got me to want to help others move through whatever it took was dealing with what I grew up with. And that is, you know, um, not having any pats on your back that you're good, you know, mm. just really pushing through and overcoming the ability or overcoming people not wanting you to speak your truth. And in my case, not wanting me to speak my truth. So yes, I, I really feel like I'm here to help people speak their truth and, you know, just change the world as a result. Love that. I love that answer. So I, I haven't shared this on the show in a while. So, so I'm, I'm going to share it again. This is a, this is a quote. I'm in, a, I'm in a process of write, writing. I shouldn't say I'm in a process. I started write, writing a book. I got six chapters done, then I just stopped. <laughs> so, but, but this is one of the quotes from the book. You know, just to go in line with what you just said. You know, you weren't simply, you, know, you weren't born to simply exist and then die. Each one of us were born with a unique skill set, with a unique perspective on life. Mm -hmm. And without outside interference from others, we would naturally become who we were meant to be. You know, yeah. so so it sounds like your journey is very similar to mine. Is like I, I I just hate when people doubt themselves. Like that's if I have a pet peeve, it's that. It's like you were put on this earth with a with a unique set of gifts. And yeah. somewhere along the lines, someone told you your gift wasn't good enough. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we're born into a feeling of unworthiness and then it's stamped from all sides of society. And usually there's like maybe one cheerleader in our life that uh, makes us realize that ain't so. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to find who that one cheerleader is for you. And uh, I feel like I'm that person for a lot of people. Um, no matter what the challenges I see through to their what they can really do and it sounds like you do a similar sort of a, you have a similar sort of philosophy. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun when you discover, I don't have to really listen to the outside world. I can listen to the inside world here. Yes, exactly. And that's one of the things, even on this show, as I'm going through people's backstories, it, it's usually stemmed from something that my parents wanted me to do or something that my brother, my brother used to pick on me all the time and tell me I wasn't good enough. It, it's usually someone somewhere in the backstory that clipped their wings and then you end oh, up yeah. going through life unfulfilled until finally you hit that moment where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I, I would, I would totally agree. And I'm sure everybody has that story. And I, I like what your uh, little tagline says, your true power lies in your story. And what I was, you know, we were chatting about before we started is when you realize that your story is actually what empowers you instead of what limits yes. you, Oh my God. Oh, I just got another shiver. It's really uh, a powerful um, it's stepping off, you know, jumping from the board into the water or whatever. You feel so free when you realize that it supports you instead of holds you back. Yes. It's, it's so true. Cause we, as human beings, we spend so much time trying to please others. And now mm -hmm. I, I get it. We're both in the business of helping others. That's different. Pleasing others and helping others are two completely different things. So like when you're trying to please others, you end up becoming something or someone that you're not just yeah. to make other people feel better. But when you start empowering yourself, as you just said, and then you start helping others empower themselves, you know, that's when everything changes. Like when I left the restaurant industry and went into doing fitness, 
I was like, you know, yes, in the restaurant industry, you know, I was teaching people skills. I was motivating people. You know, I was leading staff meetings and, you know, management meetings and all that stuff. But like, I really wasn't transforming anyone. Right. And then once I got into fitness, I was like, whoa, like this is, it's just a whole different feeling. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like when my alarm goes off at 4, 420 in the morning, I spring right up, you know, because I have a, I have a group of people that are just waiting for me to pour into them. And then in turn, it pours into myself. Oh, yeah. I see that as a win-win also. When you're leading people to their greatness, you get a lot out of it. You know, just uh, seeing their success is really empowering for me. And I, I'm sensing that you're, you have a similar attitude. Um, yes. Yeah. When, when I work with people and when I look at what's going on and what's holding them back, what most people don't realize is what I've discovered is it's not just what's happening to us in this life. It's but what we came in with too. Yeah. And so that's probably a little bit of a different approach that I have than most people. I, I go to the past experience and the past trauma that, uh, that we sort of bring through the birth canal with us. Um, <laughs> and when you can, when you can shift those past experiences and those past energy patterns permanently, you really, that's what starts to create the freedom in your life, the sovereignty, to be able to speak your truth without worrying about what others think. Um, so it does take a, an, an internal shift. And there's many ways to accomplish that. I happen to do it through energy work and other ways, but that's the foundation of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, and so what, how long have you been doing this? I have been doing um, transformational work for about 23 years. Um, I introduced the energy aspect of it about 15 years ago, and um, I, I guess I've been doing it all my life, but I keep adding tools, right? Yes. And so what, what I discovered, when, when you're my age, which is over 50, you, you learn that all of the old books and seminars and a lot of those things are helpful, but what they're helpful for is incremental change is what I found. And so I'm looking for systemic change. I'm looking for transformation, a holistic transformation. And that can only be done when you shift your energy footprint. And so there's more than one way to do it. The way I do it is I actually work with energy work and um, in multi, you know, multiple different kinds. Um, but removing those past patterns and limiting beliefs and all these other negative energies uh, that are stuck either from this life, but we actually come in with about 80% of those stuck patterns. So anyway, I, I have uh, incorporated all of that in the last 15 years. And uh, I mean, there's a, you know, a, a story behind that, how, how I got to there, but I think you asked me how long I've been doing this. So mm -hmm. uh, the energy piece about 15 years, right? Okay. Yeah. So I actually want to hear, hear that story just in one quick second though, because something, sure. something you said there, I think was really, really key where you said, I've been doing it all my life. So it's like one thing I try to let people know, that one thing that's going to give you the biggest shift that you need, it's already there. You know, yep. it's, like, it's like you don't have to go back to school. You don't have to have to go learn. You know, you might have to learn some skills to, to make that thing fully come to, to fruition. But like when, when I was in, in those restaurants and just thinking, because I dropped out of college, just thinking like if I – like, this is all I'm going to be, be doing. So I was just trying my best to climb the ranks in a restaurant. Maybe I can become a district manager and I'll get to have a company car and all this other stuff. And then I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Actually, it was my father who planted the seed. This was in the early 2000s. So I remember I got a raise and I was very excited that I got a raise. Very excited. And he's like, well, how much is your boss making? How much is his boss making? He's like, how much is the CEO making? He's right. like, he's like, don't, don't celebrate that. They gave you pennies. And I was like, oh, okay. And so that swirled in my brain for the next 10 years. Like, how can I do this without having a college degree? And then, then I just started thinking of all the things I've learned as a restaurant manager. And then I just shifted it over to fitness. It's like the exact same principles. And so now I help people write keynote speeches and tell their stories. Again, I took the exact same principles and shifted them over, you know? So like people, you already have it inside of you. You just have to realize it. You just said something that I think is really key. 
Um, and that is, I don't believe we have to take what's offered to us and make the best of that. Yes. I think we say, you know what, I'm going to choose a different box and I'm going to create what I want yes. and I'm just going to name it and it's going to come into existence. And so that's what's really exciting and what you've done with your, you know, your own life. And that's what I mean when I say transformation, you can create whatever you want. Um, by having the courage to do it step by step, having a vision, you started off by saying having a clear vision is the most critical. I, I agree with you. I, I speak of it in terms of intentions, um, yes. but being very clear in your intention, because guess what? Energy follows intention. Yes. And when you, when you learn how to optimize the energy you're using, you can go, uh, you can accelerate your outcomes. Um, and so not accepting the box you're given, but saying, you know what? that is nice maybe for you, but that doesn't fit what I was brought here to do. That doesn't fit my purpose. And so you have to have the courage of really stepping into what you really want mm -hmm. and being willing to declare it, which is probably the biggest fear most people have is declaring what they really want because of all the fear of failure or fear of success or whatever fear yeah. you have. <laughs> so it does start with that willingness to create a vision and having the conviction to do what it takes to make it happen. Love it. So let, let me get, get your thoughts on this, because sometimes I reverse engineer it as well. So if I'm working with someone and they're really not sure what they want, so then I, I flip it. What don't you want? Right. Because I'm like me, I hate onions. If someone walked up and handed me an onion, I'm like, no, thank you. You can keep that. It's like, I don't want, no, no, really, really, you should, I don't want it. You know, so, so what things in your life do you not want? It's like, mm -hmm. are you tired of feeling stressed out all the time? Are you tired of, of having, you know, the, the throw up feeling in your belly? It, it, you know, it's like, just what is that thing? Are you tired of reliving that nightmare over and over? It's like, what things can we help you take away? Because yeah. if cause the things that you want to take away, then you obviously want the opposite. Yeah, for sure. I, I would agree with you. And um, I look at it somewhat the same in terms of what is the pain you're experiencing, which are, uh, this is one way I look at it. what's the pain you're experiencing. And so by defining the pain that they're experiencing, usually they can relate to a few things people can. Yes. So every pain we're experiencing is just a viewpoint, how we see things. Um, and so that that result is driven by a thought, which is driven by a belief or an energy pattern. And so going back all the way to the energy pattern and clearing that is what clears the pain. So you can approach it from multiple different ways. But yeah, I mean, if you don't know what you want, you can figure it out by, you know, the way you do it. Or there's just a lot of ways if you're willing to go there. Yes, that's, if you're willing that's the thing. To go there, you know, yes. and just maybe even it's just exploring the concept. Um, I mean, I just had a, an opportunity to refer somebody very close to me to a, a client of mine who is a coaching, who she's a coach, and I knew the perfect person for her. And um, so I introduced this person to my client's work. And I said, you know, I think that this would be a good fit for you. Are you willing to learn more? And uh, so she said, sure, I, I can learn more. And so that's really the first step, right? Just to yeah. learn more and not feel obligated, but because you can always say no. But if you don't say yes at first, you don't have the ability to say no. In fact, I like to say that any choice you make right now absolutely creates every choice you make in the future. So yes. be real careful about the choices you make without thinking about it. Yes. And to compliment what you just said. So I was speaking yesterday and the the host gave us all like a one minute, one minute, like what's one piece of advice you could give to, to someone starting out? and uh, pitching for the media. And I, so, and I was the last one to go to. I was surprised no one else said it. And I said to repair your relationship with failure. Because uh -huh. like going to like what you were just saying, it's all about choices, choices, you know, choices and effort, choices and effort, but not every choice you make is going to work out, but that's okay. You know, it's okay. I did an entire episode a few months ago on failure, how failure, it's a, it's a fallacy. Because you have things that work and things that do not work. Just because it didn't work doesn't make you a failure. It just right. means it just means that didn't work. You know, like I always use the GPS theory. So you you're driving down the road and then the road's closed. So what do you do? You take a different road. It's like yeah. that's that's all you do. You don't turn around and go back home. 
You know, you take a different road. And so as people are looking at their options and for me, even getting into this podcast space, it's like, why, why are people going to listen to me when there's much bigger names of celebrities out there? And it's like, well, wait a second. I work with people on self-limiting beliefs. So like, let me just get out here and start. And the amount of publicists that reach out to me and they're like, hey, do you have any time next week for, for my client? I'm like, I'm booking into May. <laughs> like, like, and I do four shows a week and I'm booking into May, <laughs> you know? So, so it's like, you never know what avenues will open when you just put forth the effort. Oh, hundred percent. I totally, totally agree with you. Um, yeah, that's actually brilliant. That's, I actually really like what you said about repairing your relationship with failure. Um, it, 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 it reminds me that uh, our experience is not us. Yes. It's just an experience we had and who we are can always be refined and optimized to not create that same experience. So the experience is not us. And that's really what you're saying there. Your, your relationship with failure, you're not that. That's just an experience. Yes. So that's a brilliant way of saying that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Like my son came home. This was, I don't, th- I don't think it was this year. I think it was 2019 because we, we were all uh, virtual in 2020. But he came home with a test. He got an F on it. And like, <laughs> he, he, was so, he was so afraid to tell me. And um, so I look at it. And my only response was, what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. You know, so like, and I tell people, if, if you do something that doesn't work, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do, do now? It's that simple. It's like, don't beat yourself up over what didn't work. Just what's the next step? Yeah. <laughs> you know, to, all right, this test didn't work out for you. What are you going to do now? You know, kid, can you take it over again? Can you do extra credit to, to, to make it up? Make sure you study harder for the next test. Like, I'm not going to beat you up over this particular grade. I just want to know how you're going to improve from it. Absolutely. Uh, Something else you said reminds me of um, actually the concepts I I work with. So the the taking the detour after you experience something that wasn't pleasant or a failure or or whatever that didn't work for you. Yes. Um, The concept of consciousness is what I work with the most in raising our consciousness, developing, creating a higher consciousness, you know, as an individual to create a higher consciousness planet. And as you create higher consciousness, what happens is you're developing your intuition along the way. And so what I like to describe intuition is for you, as you optimize or develop access to your intuition, which is your guidance, right? Your intuition is your downloads, what you get to be good knowings. And so learning how to access them and then trust them and then really work with them is the whole concept behind creating higher consciousness. And so learning to surrender, to ask that guidance, instead of thinking we always maybe have the answer, Mm -hmm. what it allows us to do, I like to say having optimal intuition helps us get just in time, perfect solutions. And so what happens is you don't run into as many roadblocks Um, or false roadblocks or ones that aren't the real lesson we're supposed to be on. Because when you're tuning into guidance and accessing, you know, our our optimal solutions, you may come up with a stumbling block, but it's for a lesson that you need to learn on your path, on the correct path. Instead of going up the wrong ladder, you're going up the right ladder or going down the right road. So, So the whole focus of developing intuition helps people reach their um, intentions or their goals or their whatever they're trying to create in a much more accelerated fashion. So, so you don't have to maybe take as many new, completely new paths. Yes. Um, but anyway, that's something that reminded me of based on your comments. <laughs> yeah. And again, to complement that as well, it's about being, being okay if it doesn't look exactly how you drew it up. You know, so like even now in the gym, I was able to open up my own 5,000 square foot facility with the help help of, of a couple of my clients. And it was it was nice. It was busy. It was a beautiful location. You know, it was busy and it but it was it was too much. You know, it was too much. So in 2017, the lease was up. And I was kind of I was kind of forced to move, but anyways, way we moved, and so I'm renting I'm renting space again at a, at a much bigger facility, but but I'm renting space, and I didn't like the headache 
of having the, the full business. Like, the, I mean, I needed to do 10000 a month just to cover the overhead, you know, like, let alone everything else. So, like, I'm doing all of this other stuff, but then just the financial reward really wasn't there. It's like the revenue looked great, <laughs> you know, but the net, you know, yeah. so I'm like, why am I doing all of this just to get this? You know, so it was kind of taking away my the fire in my soul. So like once I downsized and I was like, you know what? This is this is back to the happy place again. You know, so on paper, when I drew up what I wanted my dream gym to look like, it, it seemed great. But in reality, I didn't need all of that. That is that's really phenomenal. What it what it brings to mind is um, that you maybe thought I don't know if there was any outside pressure to have a large space or you thought that's what it took or you thought that's where the status was. But for whatever reason, you were guided by things that weren't true to you in the beginning mm -hmm. is what I'm getting. Yeah. Well, when I opened my gym, I was almost maybe 150 clients deep already because I was renting space in another facility and that place was pretty big too. And I had some pretty big classes. So it was more so I, I had to make sure I had a space big enough to fit the, oh. amount, of, the amount of people I had. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah, I, I, I love your uh, ambition. <laughs> I mean, that's great. But, you know, I also love the fact that you were able to turn it around and figure out what really was true for you, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes that only comes with experience. I mean, that's true a lot. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because I'm a connector. So having 50 people in a class, you know, yeah, numbers wise, it looks great, but I can't get to everyone, can't watch everyone, can't really coach everyone or guide guide everyone. You know, right. like can't do the more complex, you know, uh, fitness moves because you don't want to risk people getting injured if they're not doing it right. So there was just a lot of those those little things. That was kind of making it. I mean, I still loved everyone who came. I but, get it. But I just couldn't be there for everyone the way the way I can now. You know, so now when people walk in the door, it's like you have my undivided attention. And yeah. that's what I like. I, I like to be there to celebrate all the wins. I don't want to hear secondhand that you finally did 10 push-ups from your toes without stopping. Like I want to see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. That That's awesome. How did you get, I'm just curious how you got into the speaking aspect of what you do, uh, Robert. So this goes back to when I was 17. Well, when I was a teenager, I will say, I built the most ghetto looking entertainment center. Because like my dad was an engineer, you know, God rest his soul. Like He, he could build anything. He, he actually built some of the stuff that's in my gym currently. And so I was sitting there trying to trying to build an entertainment center because I've been working since I was 12. So I had my own money and, and I wanted a big DJ set. Like that was my original goal. Like I wanted to, to be this big DJ because I love music, talking in, into the microphone and inspiring people through through music. Now, which is why I always say, don't don't, you know, be OK if it doesn't turn out exactly the way you drew yeah. it up, because because oh, that love led me to this. You know, so once uh, one thing I can attribute to restaurant management and even being a sports captain is giving those rah-rah speeches, yeah. you know, going to a basketball game. All right, guys, they're undefeated until today. You know, it's like, yeah. we got this. Like, I just loved doing that. Mm -hmm. And then get, getting up in the restaurant and having staff meetings and sales meetings. Like, I just really enjoyed doing it. Yeah. And so once I spoke in, in my first school, I was like, I like this. <laughs> well, you sound like you really leveraged a passion, which I think is a great way to uh, start people to think bigger. What is it you love yes. to do? And tuning into those things you love to do, it, 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 I, I find that when you can tune into something you love, you're willing to uh, put more energy behind that, put more yes. effort behind it than something that's like, well, I don't know, I've never done that before. You know, as, as far as that being the core part of your business, whereas, you know, like you. Oh. Come back, come back. Okay, so it looks like we got disconnected here. Hopefully she comes back soon. She was on a roll right there. You know, so anyway, we were talking about consciousness. So I'll give her give her a second to to come back on because she must have hit something there. But uh, talking about just awakening what it is that you truly want to accomplish. And with, with me, you know, as 
There she is. I think I brushed <laughs> the page, but I was over here trying. I was over here trying to fill fill the space. I'm like, hopefully she comes back. <laughs> I talk with my hands like you, so I think I yes. see something. So, uh, sorry about that. What was I saying? I wanted to make a point about something. Um, yeah, we were talking about shifting the energy. Yeah, well, let's just talk about shifting the energy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since that, oh, I know, coming from passion to create what you want is what, yes, we, were, yes, yes. what we were talking about. And just like I was, a, I've always been a cheerleader for others to, you know, kind of help them. That's that's kind of how I got into my coaching world as well. Mm. Um, taking it one step at a time, I, I uh, was in the corporate world for, I don't know, 15 years and I love the marketing and the business strategy and all that. But what I really loved was mentoring people, you know, just like you, you like to cheer them on and stuff. And that's always what I was passionate about as well. And um, so I, I just found that the corporate world, I learned a lot. I got my feet wet and all that stuff. But it was, again, what I was saying earlier, okay, I want to put that box aside and create my own box. And so, um, or create my own platform. And I just really felt strongly about, creating something where um, I could help people transform in the world of wellness and self-empowerment, whatever that meant. I, I really didn't know. So, um, you know, sounds like you kind of got into health coaching. So I, I was into health coaching for, um, well, since 98 and um, was involved with energy medicine products and things that really started to change people. And it was really through that experience that I realized we can change our energy from within and that when we make energetic shifts, it um, is actually stronger than the other outside physical shifts. Yes. And so how we make those energetic shifts is what I started getting into in 2007. And um, it was like I discovered an open Pandora's box of miracles. I, I, I had no concept um, that you could change so fast until I started studying energy work and practicing it and stuff. So, so it's been such a fun journey to do my passions. You know, really, I, I love to speak like you. I love to um, help people get where they want to go. And uh, more than anything, I'm all about win-win, which I, I sense that about you as well. Yes. Um, because I don't know, I get as excited or more when my guests, when my clients succeed and i guess that's where the cheerleading part comes in <laughs> starting as an eighth grade cheerleader and never really stopping that role but now putting it to some you know more fundamental use to really pro propel people into the world and um through through growing consciousness that's really my focus in 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 the work that i do so yeah i always say it's yes you want to take care of yourself and this is going to sound oxymoronic, but you 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 best take care of yourself once you realize it's not about you. Right. <laughs> right? So, oh, so once you so realize cool. it's not about you, you will show up in bigger ways. Like when people join the gym, I say, you know, for people who struggle with uh, self-esteem self or self-confidence, I say, find someone who's in worse shape than you and bring them along with you. That Because yeah. that person's going to look up to you. And that's going to make you show up stronger, you know? So true. So, yeah. So once you, once you realize it's not, a, it's not about me, you know? So I talk about the passing of my father all the time and pe people like, like, how can you tell all, all those stories? And, you know, it doesn't choke, choke you up because he just died two years ago. And so I was like, because his death isn't about me, you know, it's like, do I miss him? Yes. You know, would I love to hug him again? Yes. I said, but his his death is like he passed right before COVID. I was like, imagine if he survived. You know what I mean? He would have been in the he would he would have been alone. We wouldn't have been able to see him if he passed. Then we wouldn't have been able to have a funeral for him. Like like he had he had a pretty solid ending. He was almost eighty. You know he he fixed my mom's car the day before they left to go to the hospital for the heart procedure. And, um, you know, we knew there was a chance we could lose him. He knew that there was a chance that we could lose him. But he's like, you know what? Let's let's try it because he had stage four heart failure. So, like, when I tell the story about him, 
like it's not about me it's about him mm-hmm. you know it's about the things he left behind the fact that he really didn't suffer the fact that there were three generations of us around him when he took his last breath we all got got to hug him tell, tell him we love him and say goodbye like that's not a sad story like that's a that's yeah. a beautiful thing that the way he got to leave this earth you know like and on the flip side my aunt randomly well she had cancer but it was still sudden but she suddenly just died in her sleep blindsided everybody wow <laughs> you know no what I mean? goodbyes, right yeah yeah so like how am i gonna be so selfish to just think this is yeah. the worst thing on earth when we knew it was coming he was okay with going through with the procedure you know like he got to use his hands one last time doing the things that he loved you know so i tell that story from a place of gratitude yeah, you know, not yeah, yeah. from from a place of worrying about my own personal feelings. You know, that's so interesting. My my dad passed away uh, almost two years ago as well. Okay. Uh, in April, it will be two years. And um, it, it uh, he was 94, so a little bit older. <laughs> and <laughs> like, it sounds like your dad, he, he worked until uh, two hours before he died. I mean, literally, wow. he, he, he had heart failure, congestive heart failure in, in the end. But yes, my talk dad about was. a man who, who didn't uh, give up. And um, I think that's where I got my sense of you can do anything is, is from my dad. And he's also yes. my biggest, biggest lesson giver. And uh, I was starting to tell you before we, we got on that it's, it's because of him that I decided I had to stand up to tell my truth because, you know, everybody has their stories. And, and really for me, it was about not letting my dad um, tell me how to live my life pretty much. Right. And so, I mean, I still remember I, the, the moment in, in the hotel lobby when I decided to not allow him to do what he was asking my sisters and I to do. And that was really the turning point of when I started to speak my voice. And so it's been just, you know, a great, um, ever since then, really clearing up anything else that's been in the way of getting out and helping other people to, to speak up and pinpoint what it is they have fear over, you know, if it's not speaking up or um, fearful of the results of speaking up or it just, it's just such a journey when you make that commitment to step into the world, <laughs> I guess, <Yes. laughs> step on that platform and take a chance, take a risk um, and move forward from there. But yeah, he was definitely my biggest lesson giver. And I think when you can look at who is your biggest lesson giver, um, we should be grateful for the opportunity to have sort of um, defended ourselves or uh, pulled ourselves up from the bootstraps to get to that level. If, I guess that's one way of describing it. And for me, it was about reaching freedom. And mm-hmm. that's really my thing in life is to help people create that freedom to do whatever that they want to do. And you have to create the freedom within the sovereignty within yes. to do that. And I, I have found um, because my dad, I, I really don't have fear of anybody because I had to stand up to him and he was like, a big monster to me most of my life. But, but, you know, facing that now, I look at him and I go, well, I don't know why I felt that now. Well, of course not. I've gotten rid of a lot of energy patterns that made me feel that way. So so yes. it's possible to do that. It's possible to eliminate all those sources of fear, R- really all those things that hold us back. And transformation is um, possible for anyone. Yes. And like I was saying earlier about please, pleasing people, what, so I donated a kidney to my sister in 2011 and like that story is for another day, but through that process is when I got the first time I really truly felt my mortality oh, and, I bet. And, and I was at the tail end of a not, not great relationship. And I was like, I just made a commitment that like in that moment, like right after the surgery, it's like, I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do ever again. And and I learned the power of saying no. Yes. You know? and, and that that is so, so free. And going back to what I was saying when we first started about pleasing others, it's like I'm pleasing others, but I'm not happy. You know, I'm not happy. Right. It's, it's, I'm tired of being content. I'm tired of eking by. It's like, this is my life to live. And I have to live it for me, doing yeah. the things that make me happy. And because when I'm at my happiest, I can be the best father for them. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, 
uh, yeah, uh, suffering for the benefit of others really doesn't do you or them any good. Exactly. That's a, it, it's a very imbalanced energy platform. Mm -hmm. And so when we actually do stuff to grow ourselves and to make ourselves happy, we are able to show up fully able to help others. So I, I, I like what you're saying, and I totally agree with that. And, you know, there's a... Um, in, in my world, I deal with the collective consciousness. And one of the things that has been around in the collective consciousness, meaning, you know, globally, um, is the idea of self-sacrifice mm. for the benefit of the good. Yes. And I have to tell you that that is not a concept that moves us forward. It really isn't. It's a concept that subjects us to the control of others. Yes. And when you understand that concept, um, it doesn't mean you can't do things for the benefit of others, because I am totally about win-win. However, if you have to subject your needs, ultimately, because someone's telling you that's the benefit of the good, and there's a, a little bit of that going around right now, uh, yep. um, <laughs> you know, you're never going to reach sovereignty. You're never going to claim your freedom. And I, I, that just doesn't work for me. So my, what drives me is to be able to create my own freedom, joy, and abundance. And I'm not talking just money, but that's there yeah. too. The, the abundance of anything I want, you know, love, friendship, uh, joy, beauty, all that stuff. Um, and the joy within for just, you know, doing what I do and the freedom to create the life I want. And yes. so that's the work I focus on in helping. I like to focus on business owners who want to create a more conscious existence because then their work helps to spread that consciousness to others. And when I talk about consciousness, um, I don't want to be uh, confused in what that means. And so for me, it's really about truth, sovereignty, and win-win principles, win-win uh, outcomes. Um, and when you work towards that in your business, that means that's what you're creating for your employees or your clients, right? It's yep. not about win-lose. Um, or any other balance in the equation other than win-win. And so a, a more conscious world is really a world where we all have that freedom and we all have that abundance and we all have that joy. And so that's really what I focus on with the business owners that I work with. Um, and it, I don't know, it just gives me tremendous satisfaction as I move down that path. Nice. All right. All right. So, so take me take me through what, what like a consultation is like with you. So someone reaches out and says, I may need need your services. Like how do you how do you sell what you do to them? Um, well, let me reframe that statement. I don't ever sell anything, to oh, be honest true, with true. you. <laughs> I mean, um, and that's where maybe in the old language of sell, you're finding solutions for people. And in that yes. sense, yes. Okay, so we'll go with that one. Okay. Um, what I what I like to do is I give off, I'll give a free 30 minute consultation to hear what they are looking to create in their life. I tell them a little bit about how I work. And um, so they get more of a sense that I, I work to develop a business strategy with them, health freedom with them. And I use energetic uh, shifting to create those changes. And so it's really about, and, and usually the relationships in one's life comes into play too. Yes. So people come to me to grow their business and I go, sure, let's talk about that. And what ultimately happens is you have to grow yourself before you can grow your business. Mm -hmm. So, and you literally have to transform yourself to transform your business. So yeah. um, I'm sure you see that in your clients and how you operate oh, yeah. as well. And yeah. so that's what's really the first step is to define, help people define what kind of intentions they have in mind and one of the things that I guess is my um, point of difference, and everybody has sort of a point of difference. Yeah. Um, and I want to come back to something you said, um, and then I'll talk about point of difference. You mentioned something really interesting earlier. And I want to interject a story here to uh, support that point. And so there's a lot of different coaching strategies, and there's a lot of different coaches and I'm like, bring them on, bring them all on. Because you know what? Everybody has a specific gift. Everybody has a certain energy and you're going to attract the clientele that fits you. Yep. And so there's no need for the competitive feeling of I'm not going to get mine. You will get yours if you're actually following guidance, because guess what? It's going to show up on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I remember when I first was told by my coach, my energy coach, um, she said, Nancy, when are you going to do this work for a business? And I said, today. And that's how I started <laughs> the exact business I'm, I, I do now in 2015. And I said, but do they really need another, you know, business coach, health coach? And she said, don't ever ask that question because, you know, what you deliver is so unique. And, and, and me, because she, you know, she does similar to work that I do, but she does it differently. So mm. I always tell people, it doesn't matter. I coach a lot of coaches, right? And it doesn't matter that um, you have a different style because let's bring out your greatness because guess what? You have an audience out there that wants you. So that that reminded me of what you were saying earlier. And I just wanted to, to let people know, you can be doing the same darn thing your neighbor does, but you're going to do it differently. And, and we need both of you. So, yeah. so, so the point of difference we bring to the party is what... Um, brings that group to us, you know. Okay. So my point of difference is I have developed my intuition to a pretty high level. And so how I work with people, and even when I do that 30-minute consult is, um, as soon as somebody shows up in my field and um, they're asking for help, I mean, I don't do it walking down the street, but <laughs> as soon as they're asking for help, I tune into them intuitively and I am able to like tune into their subconscious and help them pinpoint what it is they need, what intentions are going to help them. And so what I will help people do is establish optimal intentions that their guidance wants for them. So I'm able to tune into their subconscious and, or their higher self or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and then identify what are the blocks that are in the way of that. And so once we start and identify the intentions of all of that, um, my conscious leadership model is you define your intentions, you make a commitment, and then you use energy to make it move forward. And so I, through energy clearing, um, we remove all the beliefs, all of the negative patterns. And as I said, about 80% of that is with you as you come through the womb. So yeah. me being able to pinpoint what those are without them even knowing, why do I act this way? Why do I feel the pain? You know, all <laughs> those things that you were talking about earlier. Yes. So that's probably my biggest point of difference is I can tune in to help them and guide them according to what their um, intuition is really wanting for them. So once I start working with somebody, it's never what Nancy thinks, it's what their higher self wants. So it's yes. always about their best interest it truly um or i wouldn't have the success you know that i have with my clients and help them reach the joy abundance and freedom that they have um so the the beginning would be to establish the intentions or goals or the clear vision as you talked about yeah and then to do some initial clearing to get some stuff out of the way remove set points uh, and then we literally do a clearing and then uh, we discuss whatever business strategy, whatever it is they have. We do the business discussion and we just work through what they're trying to accomplish. And along the way, I'm literally guided constantly as to how to guide them. So that intuitive um, connection I have with their higher self or their guidance or their spirit is what is my point of difference for um, supporting their accelerated outcomes. So and then each time we meet, it's a similar pattern where. We would update any intentions, new things that have happened. What are some of the roadblocks? And so it's always about putting energy to clear what's in the way and or bringing in optimal energy that they didn't know was possible to do. And so that's sort of the sweet spot. And that's what I love to do. Um, and when you do energy work, Robert, it's about um, literally your whole field changes. So it takes a period of time for that adjustment to happen. So I'm usually giving some homework and giving them some helpful healing audios in between. And so uh, it's a combination of things. But, I, but, but as a whole, as a coach, as a transformation coach, I provide business strategy, health optimization, because as you and I both know, if your health isn't where it's at, not just physically, but overall, you don't have sustained performance and you can't live your purpose. And so that's why I address both of those. And optimal health really is mental, emotional, physical, um, spiritual, all of it. it. It's really optimizing all aspects of that by clearing any roadblocks that are there. And usually it's some sort of energetic pattern. So anyway, a lot of my clients have been with me, you know, six, seven years. And nice. what I've noticed this last year is I only really attract clients now that want real transformation. They're not looking for incremental change. So 
people mm -hmm. that have big dreams and they have no idea how to get there, that would be who I work with. So nice. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. So it's, 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 it's been, you know, obviously uh, morphed into um, uh, the way I do it now, but I, I, I love it. It's, it's really life changing for me as I help them change their lives. So anyway, long winded answer. No, it's, it's spot on answer. <laughs> so it's like people talk about mindset all the time. And to some people, when they hear the same thing over and over and over and over, it kind of like loses its power. And, but it is the most important thing. It's, it's absolutely the most important thing. Going back to my GPS theory, like the GPS can't work without a starting point. <laughs> so it's like absolutely. You get, right? <laughs> absolutely. And you know what? Um, I, I actually have used uh, a GPS theory. It's a little bit uh, different, but it's the same concept. And for me, your, your intuition is your GPS. Yes. And when you learn to tune into that, you get perfect GPS. You don't make a wrong mm -hmm. turn. And that's why um, the whole process is learning to surrender to that guidance and you know you have to do a little mea culpa and uh swallowing a little bit of i know the answers and and to be honest that was my biggest lesson was to realize i didn't know much about much until i learned to say okay what, there must be a better way here <laughs> you know there must be a better way so have you yeah. ever seen have you ever seen the princess bride part of it i i didn't I don't remember finishing it, to be honest. Oh, all right. Well, th there was one part in there where Indigo, they're looking they're looking to find out where the six-fingered man took Wesley. And so he's asking his father to guide his sword, and he's, move, he's moving the sword, moving the sword, and then the sword hits a tree. And he's like, you know, his father's guidance didn't work. So he puts his head down on the knot. And then, <laughs> and then the door opens, <laughs> you know? So, so as you were talking, I was thinking about that because that's how it happens. You know, it's like, you know, your intuition is trying to guide you, but you're trying to consciously figure out the answer instead of just surrendering to the guidance. 100% Robert. Oh my God, I couldn't have said it better. That is so true. And in fact, um, I always tell, this is so great. I always tell my clients, you know, you can listen to what your um, higher power, your higher self is saying. You remember, you always have free will. You don't have to. You can choose to do it the way you want. I will tell you from all my experience that if you choose not to do it that way, it's going to take you longer and you're going to have a few more stumbling blocks. So, so the idea is to learn to trust that guidance, just like you said, Oh my gosh. Oh, well, that's why I was brought yes. here. Right. <laughs> exactly. That is such a great example. I'll, now I'll have to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, when you're talking about investing in yourself as well, I went to a speaker boot camp in 2017. It cost $3,000. And now mind you, I told you in 2017, I downsized my gym. So there, there was a learning curve. Like, again, Rhode Island's this big. So moving nine miles is like a big deal here. Okay. So so I, I lost, I think I lost almost 50, almost 50 people in the move. You know, so at a buck, oh, well, at the time, I think it was 135 a month. So times 50, that was a sizable loss. Yeah. But, but I really wanted to get, like, I was always a good speaker, but, I, but I, I'm not, I don't settle for good. So it's like, I want to take this, like, I want to be up there by the time it's all said and done. I want to be one of those household names. Like you say, Gary V, people are like, oh, I know him. You know, it's like, I want to be in that mix. So okay. I was like, I was like, this is kind of pricey. I really can't afford it, but I need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, right. So I just did it. And I went down, I did my thing and it wasn't even so much the boot camp. It was the phone call I got after from the CEO where he completely transformed the way I told my story, which yep. is, which is what moved me to help other people tell their stories. Cause, yeah. cause, cause going back to what I said about, it's not about you. I was telling my story about me instead of telling my story and relating it to you. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and that, and that skill so that $3,000 was very well spent because it completely changed how I do it. And it, it empowered me to teach others to do it, you know? Right. Right. So my conscious, my conscious was saying, you have five kids, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> yeah. that, that's what my conscious, my conscious was telling me. You have five kids, you have a car to pay for, you got food to buy. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but my, my consciousness was like, this is the opportunity you've been waiting for. It's here. You have yeah. the money. Go. Yeah. That is, 
<laughs> we have so many parallels. This has been so much fun already. I, I was I was at a um a, a weekend seminar and uh, a guy who has since become one of my mentors and he talks about his whole thing is personal story power as well, which is why I love your mm. you know your tagline up there. And I remember sitting in the audience and. Um, I didn't have any idea what his mentor, his mastermind program was going to be, but I got downloaded. You will do this. And then when I heard the price tag, I got, okay, you will do this and you'll figure it out later. You know, I, I don't, I don't ever ask my husband for permission because it's my job. Um, but it was, um, you know, it was a significant investment, let's say way, way more than three. And, uh, but you know, you just have to learn to access trust and then really act on that guidance. And when you can do that, you follow the most powerful path that's absolutely possible, just like you did with your speaking thing. Yes. But learning to do that, that surrender process is what takes a lifetime for most people. And, you know, surrendering on not just one thing, but on everything in your life, learning to surrender to maybe there's a better way than what my habits have been telling me, what my ego is telling me, what my neighbor is telling me. And so I always say transformation is an inside job. It is learning to go inside to hear your guidance, to be able to tune into it, remove the cobweb, remove the blocks. I mean, I remember when I was, um, I, my initial form of intuition was with um, knowings. I would just get like a complete marketing plan would drop down for a client or a complete slogan or whatever it was. So I just get these droppings, these knowings. And I thought, okay, that's great. But I wanted to expand the intuition to um, seeing because sometimes people relate to um, stories, yes, but sometimes they relate visually instead. Yes. And yeah. so I'm all about always getting new tools to be able to help my client relate, just like you're trying to relate a story about you to them. I yes. feel the same way about information. Anytime we can do it in a way that they receive it optimally, it's a win-win, right? Yeah. And I remember... Um, telling my coach, um, look, I, I, I want to, I, I'm trying to develop more sight intuition so that I can give them a, a visual or something. And, and she says, well, that's okay. And you can do that. You are getting the job done. However, and, and so we started working on it. And what, what I found was um, I had a lot of lifetimes where I saw stuff I didn't want to see. Mm -hmm. And I had made a contract before coming in here that I wasn't going to see those things anymore. And yes. so when I started to eliminate those blocks and those patterns, the site started coming in. So that's what's really cool about reverse engineering, as you said. Yeah. You know, I reversed my, I did the reverse engineering to, I really do want to do this and, you know, and figuring out it was because I, I used to say, I don't want to see it. Well, now I do want to see it. So, <laughs> you know, there's just so many ways to come at a, a, an opportunity and the solution that is good for you is going to be different than the solution that's going to be for your neighbor. And so learning to tune into that is really what I believe um, the journey is all about. Yes. So you said something super powerful there. And I tell my clients, my fitness clients, that the word motivation is outlawed. It's outlawed. Said because motivation is external. Yes. It's, it's something that you can blame. I said, I need, I said, I need you all to commit. If you commit, then motivation can't stop you because you're committed, yep. right? If motivation gets in your way, you are not dialed in. And I loved how you said that you made a contract, you know? It's like, like when you make a contract, you're locked in, you are dialed in. And that's it. what I tell people when they come in. And I probably lose a lot of money doing this too, but I'm very upfront and I'm very authentic with people. I let them know these are the expectations, if you can get through these expectations, you're going to reach your goal. Like if you can't, then you got to find somebody else. Cause, I, Cause I'm not compromising my myself to make you feel better. Like you, like you're here cause you're in some kind of pain. Like most people don't bypass a $10 gym and come to me because they're feeling great about themselves. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, <laughs> that, re that reminds me of the very first time I, I met with my um, energy coach and uh, I really didn't know she did this work. I knew her from a different experience. And so I went in, I sat in her chair and she says, well, 
what can we help you with? And I looked around and I thought, who's we? But I, <laughs> that was my first clue. <laughs> and then I said, I told her what I was trying to do. And it was a really big goal. And she goes, well, we can do that. She said, the first thing you're going to need to do is learn to surrender. And I remember thinking, Robert, this was 2007. And I remember thinking with a big smile on my face, I'll do whatever you say, but I'm never going to surrender. <laughs> <laughs> because I thought that meant giving up. You know, yeah. like <laughs> all the wrong things. I didn't realize it meant surrender to what you think, you know, you know, mm. and going down that path. So uh, it, it was very powerful <laughs> for me when yeah. I figured out what surrender really meant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 about surrendering what you think is the norm. Yeah. You know, it's like right. I get that in fitness all the time. People are like like Rob, you know, how do how do you drink so much water? I was like, I, I, I fill this, I drink, I empty it, I fill it again. <laughs> and then I do that twice a day. Good that's the you. secret. It's like, that's the secret. It's, it's that simple. It's like life actually is simple. We complicate it. You know, we complicate it with our own conscious thoughts and conscious decisions. But if we just let the subconscious guide us, it'll take us there. You know, it's like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Oh, Cobra Kai is out. You know, then we instantly get sidetracked. Oh, yeah. Shiny objects. Yes. Something you said triggered um, a really important realization. We, um, there's something called mind control. And this is not a brand new concept, but I want to raise it in the context of what we're talking about. We're controlled to think other people know more about our best interests than we do. Yeah. And when, you know, society is about giving your power away and um, that doesn't work. When you want to create what you want, you have to do everything you can to create a sovereignty within. Mm -hmm. And so things like constant TV, mainstream media, they all are trying to control our Mm -hmm. thoughts. And so you have to extricate yourself from that bombardment of thought because it really doesn't allow one to go within to get their own thoughts and it took me a while to really figure out how powerful that concept was and so i like what you're saying um you know about how you do your work and um you know supporting people to go after what they want and i i just wanted to to offer that point that we need to be cognizant of the power of the external on everything we think so who are your five best friends what are you reading what are you listening to Mm -hmm. you know on a regular basis i I remember you know 20 years ago i remember um hearing this over and over in my former work uh you know the uh the top five people and their income is is what you're going to make and then you know what are you listening to and uh you know shut that tv off and so 25 years ago, I shut the TV off. I quit reading all the mainstream stuff. And, you know, I keep abreast of what's going on, but I read lots of different things now to have many points of view, dissect it and discern what's relevant for me. And so I just wanted to, I just wanted to really give the audience the point that you must be a thinking individual. You And you do that by going within and saying, well, how is that relevant for me? And does that allow me to have sovereignty and to create the joy and freedom I want in life? So I encourage them to really take that in. And what does that mean for them? Yes. Yeah, I love it because I have those conversations with my oldest daughter all the time. Like before the election, you know, we're talking about politics because she's 19 now. She got to vote for, for the first oh, time. Yeah. And and I told her, I was like, listen, I was like, you, you can't only listen to one side. I said, you got to listen to both sides. Because both sides say some things that make sense. Both sides say some things that make you scratch your head a little bit. Yeah. I said, so you got to pay attention to both and then make the best decision for you. Don't worry about what the TV says. Don't worry about what your friends or your teachers say what aligns with you i said that's that's the essence of being your authentic self absolutely and and just when you take that position some people aren't going to like it but you know what that's not your target audience (laughs) perfect that's exactly right so you you being you is going to draw those people that love that that want that, that need that and so don't try to be something you're not somebody else already you know has claimed that um Mm -hmm. and so 
Yeah, totally. Authenticity <laughs> maybe has been overused, but it, there's a reason. It's very uh, fundamental to growing into who you are. Yes, absolutely. All right, so let pe- people know how they can get in touch with you. I, I told you, man, I don't know how people do these 20-minute or 30-minute podcasts because <laughs> these hours fly by with everyone I speak to. <laughs> it's like I, just I don't know. get it. <laughs> I know. So uh, my name, Nancy Claremont Carr, is how you find me online. Um, the name of my business, by the way, is The Joy Hyphen Effect because I create joy, abundance, and freedom in people's life. So it's the joy effect. And if you look at a consciousness model, it means that you're above 500, which is love and above. So anyway, but you can also reach at nancyclaremontcar.com. Happy to set up a 30-minute uh, free session just to learn more. There's no obligation and there's no high-pressure selling. So I love to support whatever it is you want to be about. Love it. It's awesome. And I'm pretty certain that we're going to see you again because uh, I do... I do all-star panels. I do, uh, I'm going to start doing smaller workshop style things. Cool. And, you know, I'm going to do one on energy. I'm going to do one on, on consciousness because oh, you know, we're, we're almost 200 show, shows in now. And I like this format too, because I feel I really connect with the guests, you know, Absolutely. so so I can go back through with each topic and pick three or four people, you know, we'll come back in and just brainstorm that topic. So. And, and, I, and Robert, Robert, I have to say, Looking at the background, shut up and grind. You can never get too formal here. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Thank you. Thank you. This has been delightful. I really appreciate it. Awesome. All right. So I'll be in touch and I'm actually going to connect you with some of my other podcast friends. So if, if we're not, wait, are we connected on Facebook yet? Uh, no, but we will be. LinkedIn is okay. where I really do most of my connections, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can connect there, there too, but like all of my podcast friends, they're, they're on Facebook. So I, I like, I like to connect people there because emails can get buried. Oh yeah, totally. I totally yeah. agree with you. Well, thanks again. You're delightful. And I'm, I'm grateful to be on. Thank you. Likewise. You, you were great. All right. Okay. Take care. All take right, care, bye. Robert. All right. So that was Nancy. This was another fabulous conversation. So if you tune in in late, make sure you go back and watch the entire thing. Because like I said, this was a great, great conversation. So you're definitely going to get a lot out of it. So speaking of the all-star panels, next one is this Saturday at eight o'clock. The six of these people all rock their individual episodes. And we're going to have a great conversation about staying committed to your goals in 2022. We're not talking about no resolutions. We're talking about commitment. All right, so make sure you join us Saturday at 11. And that's all I got for you. I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Next time, shut up.